And I was like, man, you got to trick him into thinking that he wants to do it. That's the key oh. to life. His biggest- <laughs> I didn't know that was the key. Yeah. So. There you go. But no, it was, it was funny. No, he got, he didn't quit. He got, uh, he, me and his mom, his mom wanted, they wanted him to, because he would do stuff outside. Oh, he would use his stuff on, on other kids and stuff? Can't do that. Do what? No, 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 absolutely not. Welcome to the Brenda M.A. Roasted Podcast, people. We got a great show today. We got uh, Jamal Emmers is going to be coming on. Wow. Uh, Jamal coming off a huge win in the UFC. Looked great. Um, as well as McCorkle uh, has some more comedy for us. Uh, it's going to be. Uh, uh, really? Well, uh, let me know about that ahead of time. Uh, <laughs> uh. So um, now uh, on Monday, we're talking about how I was really happy for Derek Brunson because I think that the UFC, they just assign people gatekeeper status i know that gary goodrich had a book called the gatekeeper where it's like hey you get past this guy then you're the real deal but it sucks being that guy because it almost seems like that means the gatekeeper is not really in line for a title shot he's just sort of being used as the guy to right. you know, to build up the new guy and i was happy that with this one it didn't ha- I-, I love it when it doesn't work out that way because yeah, what are you a spoiler? You're like, I'm glad it didn't work out. I, well, I also because I remember me being an old guy, a 42 year old comedian who's considered old in the comedy world and the comedy business, and has not gotten stuff because like ah, we're looking for you know some fresh up and coming. But you know, I'm like fuck that, dude. I'm not done. I haven't I haven't peaked. Right. All right. So so I, I look at it maybe from a selfish perspective of but same with guys like Derek Brunson or. Cub Swanson or some of these other guys that they try to, you know, piggyback. They go, okay, and I love it when it doesn't work. I love it when they put Crone Gracie against Cub Swanson and Cub teaches him a lesson. I love it when uh, – Wow. That's a – I never heard that perspective. I never. I love it when they put, like, a Edmund Shabazi on who's, you know, who's – you know, he's 10 and 0, but hasn't beaten – I mean, beaten a Brad Tavares, beaten some good guys, but against a guy like Derek Brunson, who – Derek Brunson is one of those dudes he's – well, every fighter is their own worst enemy, but he is his own worst enemy because right. he's a guy that would just not fight intelligently. He would go out there like a maniac. And I said, what, are your, what, what does your corner think when you just go out there like a wild man? He's like, yeah, they were pretty pissed. Well, I'm happy he actually first round didn't blow his wad uh, and took his time, came back and – Got the finish. And Honestly, I, I, I watched the fight. I think the fight should have been stopped. I mean, some say me and a couple people are arguing online. I honestly think it should have been stopped this second round. Yeah. I think he was. Oh, yeah. I think, yeah. It, he, come on, man. And people were arguing with me like, you got to give the fighter a chance. No, he was pretty much done. Now, when a guy's on the ground and the guy on top of him punches him and his head goes straight back and his, and his, and his hands aren't there to defend the next punch, well, as soon as the head goes straight back, it's over. You know, his elbows, the elbows he was throwing was just crushing him. And the thing is, I, I see what you're saying. I see, I think about it differently. I think Derek Brunson was pretty much like, uh, if you think that I'm a gatekeeper, if you think I'm not good, why don't you give me the shot 
that you know I'm that good. Like, I just think that he, well, when he's focused and when he's on his shit, he is, he's, he's he is. But the problem is that he's come up short. Every time, uh, you know, when he, he, he did great against Yo Romero. He was beating Yo Romero, or it was even at least. Uh, and this is prime Romero. And then he lost in the third. And I think it was the weird, it was a weird thing. So, Romero did something strange in that fight. I forgot exactly what it was. Something, then, it was a little bit illegal too. Something happened. And then in the Anderson Silva fight, um, I thought Brunson won, but they gave it to Anderson Silva. And then when he fought Stylebender, he just got smoked. And when he fought Whitaker, he got smoked. So he has had his chances. He's just always seemed to fall short. And I think that uh, the Greg ja he was at Greg Jackson's camp, but it didn't seem like he was the guy they were focusing on at Greg Jackson's camp. He right. left. He went to the Hard Knocks. And it just seems like this is the camp. This is the camp for him. Uh, Henry but he was very – I thought he was – he looked great. He was in shape. He was – he looked great. I thought the, the kid he was fighting was no joke, but, man, he was taking some serious fucking punishment. Look, that motherfucker was getting his ass beat, man. You know, the thing is, is like – but the thing with that kid is I don't give up on that kid because he didn't lose because he was outclassed. I mean, he was outclassed a little bit, but he lost because he was gassed. He was not in shape. Oh, no, and no, no. I think he – I think he was – he I wouldn't say outclass, but he was good. Getting... No, he won the first round. He just he just was out of shape. And, you know, it's funny. I mean, it's got to be one of those things right now during this pandemic. First of all, he's, none of his fights went past the second round ever. He, or I think one fight did. But he, normally he, he, he gets guys out there early. But this pandemic, it's a different kind of training, you know. And I, some guys may have it and some guys may don't. But this, this pandemic – Throw, is throwing a lot of curveballs and things. Right. Like, we, we can't masturbate in movie theaters like you used to. <laughs> like I know, seeing, dude. It's tragic. Like, we're seeing the same eight guys fight every single week uh, uh, on Dana White. It seems like this guy fought last week. Like, they're, they're not even leaving the quarantine. They're just going to Vegas and just staying there. And then we're seeing guys never fight. And then, you know, training, who knows what – you know, a lot of people, I think, look, took training for granted. You know, when back when the pre-pandemic things, guys kind of like they could show up late, they could leave early, they, they can get three a days, they can do that. Now it's like, you really got to be on your shit, you know? Like, focus. you, you got to be focused, you right, right. You need a I saw, I saw, um, I saw an interview with Cormier, and he said that this actually got him more focused because there are those other distractions. You have to be in the pocket. And, uh, uh, I think that even though I think he's going to lose a fight, I like him a lot, but I think he's going to lose a fight. End of the day, though, I think Brunson saw this as an opportunity to, like, to shut some motherfuckers up. He did. He real did. Which, I, I really did. And that was a motivating factor. I felt he felt like, really, motherfucker? Really? Okay. And, and you see that. And I saw that with, with Cub Swanson, too, because there were a couple fights with Cub Swanson before that Chrome Gracie fight where he just didn't seem like he really cared as much. But when, he, but when, they, when they throw in a new guy – and the guy's undefeated, and they're, and they're using you. It's gotta, you got to feel like, fuck, they, they must think I'm washed up. They're trying to make a star out of me. And uh, that – No, is, off of me. Not off, a star. Right, yeah, yeah, right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. And, and you got to take that personal. I mean, look, it's like as a comic sometimes, like when you get bumped for a guy that you're like, what? That like – or yeah. you know, I mean – Sometimes that next time you're on a show with that guy and you go on before him, you, you're like, all right, dude. All right. Oh, you're the big thing. Oh, yo, oh, you're the guy. So you purposely try to smoke him. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I want. I always want to smoke them, but sometimes I'll I'll fucking get that extra. You know. I see you. Yeah. No, I've done that before. I've done that. I, I had that happen with Eliza Schlesinger, and people got mad at me because uh, they I like somebody. One of the uh, people manager said, "Go, go low. You know, go low easy." I'm like, "What the fuck does that mean?" Yeah. She's closing. I'm going up before her. That's it. That's what's gonna happen. And it happened exactly. It was. It was me. It was Dove. Dove fading off. Then me. Then her. Yeah, and and me and Dub were like, Dub's like, you taking your foot off the pedal? I said, I'm not. He said, Are you? He said, I'm not. I said, Okay. How much time? Twenty minutes. I hate when club owners are like, Hey, can you work clean? And you're like, Like a minute before you go on stage. You're like, Huh? Like, like, or Hey, do you mind? Uh, don't do any crowd work. Like, what? Like, no, I'm giving them a show. This is this is a show. Like, right. And do you think do you think that Brunson? Because I watched his interview, and he actually kind of threw it out there a little bit. He said, Uh. Yeah, you guys think I'm I'm not in the mix? He said I'm a little bit more focused. New camp, you, you'll yeah, see. I think that happens a lot of times. I think that happened with Nate Diaz versus McGregor, the first time when they were. You know, I think it happens a lot of times. Fighters know the odds. They know the odds are like when when Brunson probably was like three to one, and you see it a lot of times after the fight of them just looking at either Dana or the crowd or like like what like like. Like, are they, are they say something like, yeah, motherfucker. That's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm here for. Like you, what you think you're going to, and you know, but, but like I said, I'm equating to like pandemic. To, I'll, I'll bring it back to comedy right now. I'm doing comedy. I'm doing three shows a week. You know, it's come comics like, I don't do zoom shows. Oh really? So you're writing every fucking day jokes. And when you come back, you're going to do those jokes. No, you're not. These, a lot of comics are not do, writing jokes. They're like, fuck it, I'll, I'll write jokes when I'm back. And I'm like, yeah. no, man, like, for me, it's like, you got to be disciplined. If I don't do those Zoom shows, then I'm not going to work as hard. I know personally about getting new material out and, and coming up with new material and, and being as tight as I possibly can. Because when you, have a, when you have a destination, that's when you really turn it up. And when the destination is, the deadline is the comedy show. So I have to be good for the comedy show where there's no fucking deadline. It's really easy for people to be like, ah, I'll just do it when I get back. And, and you could lose focus, lose training. And I think that happens a lot of times with, uh, with camps. You know, it's like, you gotta be on your game. You gotta, you, you can't, you gotta be a nerd. Someone told me one time uh, to be a good comic, you gotta be a nerd about shit. You gotta be like a oh, yeah. nerd. And then somebody else told me the difference between a professional as an amateur is detail. It's fucking detail, you know. It's it's you got to be detailed. Anyway, uh, enough lecturing. So uh, can I point out something really quick about that I noticed about Edmund and his camp, the Glendale Fight Club? Yes. This is very bizarre because we know he's been training there since he was ten years old with Ronda Rousey. I went on Sure Dog and I looked up the Glendale Fight Club and I saw that there's only ten fighters that are fighting out of the Glendale Fight Club, and he's the only 185 pound fighter aside from this other Vardan Shalonian dude. These are all Armenian dudes, but yeah, do you yeah. think that's bad for like an up and comer fighter with so much potential as Edmund to have such like? A I think weird, I think I think camp? Edmund I think Edmund's biggest problem is that he's uh. He's very arrogant, and I think he knows boxing. You know, he's a good boxing trainer. I know he's got a lot of up-and-coming boxers. I probably, if you look on their, on their website, boxing-wise, there's probably a lot of boxers there. But it's like anything else. It's like it's, this is not a boxing match. 
It's mm -hmm. mixed martial artists. It's Art. mixed martial artists. Um, Edmund was getting the better of Brunson in boxing. He was landing the harder shots. But then all of a sudden, Brunson was like, close the distance, wrestle, take him down. And Edmund didn't know what to do. He gassed the fuck out. Because that's like, I mean, Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey's mom used to take me out for lunch and just be like, what, what is this guy doing? You know, um, it, part of being- Do you think he's a good coach? No, I think he's a good specialized coach. I think when it comes to boxing, like if, uh, if all of a sudden I was like, hey, I need to clean up my punches, I think you, you can go to Edmund and become a better boxer. But that's not mixed martial arts. Right. Like, you know, and uh, so, no, I don't think he's a good mixed martial arts coach. I think he's a good boxing coach. You know, he trained under, under Freddie Roach. Like, under, he was, like, allegedly one of Freddie's guys. So right. No, he was. But if you look at Ronda Rousey, when she tried to stand up with people, and instead of using her go-to, she was getting housed, honestly. And he was telling her she's, she can beat world champion boxers. And you're like, no, she can't. Well, no, she can't. Why don't you use what you got, what got you to the party? You know that your arm bar is your, 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 your go-to. She didn't use it. And if you look at the three fights where she tried to stand up with people, she got demolished. She got demolished. She, she, boxing at like, she got demolished. She started yeah. boxing at like 21 years old. There's not a boxer out there who starts at 21 who could hang with anybody world class. Like these boxers have been there for fucking five years old. Holly Holm was a kickboxer. Like she was a kickboxing, she was a boxing champion, a boxing champion, a, a nine time boxing champion. And you think it, if you start at 20, that you're gonna fucking hang no, yeah, it's just that, that he, he infused her with this arrogance that just, that her hands were, you know, the best. Yeah, it, it was crazy. It was, it, was, it was wild. I mean, I now, you know, look, it is what it is. I mean, we went over this. Uh, so it came out today that Yer uh, Rodriguez out of the Zabit fight, uh, which sucks because that would have been a fucking great fight. Out of the fucking um, amazing fight. So now they're trying to find a new opponent for Zabit. I know they were talking about Calvin Guitar. That was a good fight. Um, it was a good fight. I know that I think Zabit won the first two out of three. Uh, Zabit's a guy that I don't know how good he's going to do in five round fights. He seems to fade in the third a little bit. And then the fight's over, but he won the first two so good. First time I saw this beat, I was sold on him. I'm like, this dude's going to be the champion. I don't know. In a five-round fight? No, I don't. You, you were sold on him? I wasn't. I just thought it's a five It's five rounds. And I've noticed the people, it's a different ballgame. Yeah. But, but that third round, you see the people that turn it up. Like, uh, I, I'm going to use an example. Nate Diaz is one of those people because I guess, you know, the training, he gets actually better as he goes – yeah, a part, a part of that is the guy. Yeah, I mean Nate also runs marathons in his free time. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he he bikes and yeah he pulls marathons. like like he pulls elk across the, the you know. There was a kid on my there was a kid on my college wrestling team that was like arguably one of the worst kids on the team, but his cardio was fucking insane. So he would just like pressure you for the whole time, and he would win so many matches he shouldn't have won because of his cardio. I put Clay Guida in that category of he's a, he's a, you know, he's good at everything, but it's just hard to match certain guys' cardios. Uh, right. Especially, you know, um, now speaking of which, according to Tyron Woodley, he signed the contract to fight Colby Covington. I saw, I saw it. Yeah. And he's going to be the hero of the world if he beats Colby Covington. And this is his biggest fight. That's what he uh, said. I don't agree. I don't think it was his biggest fight. I thought that, 
<laughs> biggest I mean, fight was for the belt. That was your biggest fight, bro. Yeah, and probably defending the belt too, right? Wouldn't yeah, that... I mean, yeah, well, those were your biggest fights. But him and Kobe had beef, and they've been had beef. So I think for him, he's got to win this. But I, I just think that out of the two, Kobe is a cardio machine, but Woodley hits like a fucking horse, dude. I didn't think of it. Well, okay, look, I've, I've only been to a couple barbershops, right, in my life. But, you know, I, I think you've been to a lot more. And then one of me and you went to one in South Central to do comedy. I know. No, we did. Uh, that was so weird. <laughs> uh, but every, but, but I, mean, I remember Woodley trying to tell me he wanted to be, like, the champ of the barbershops. Like, that was his – remember him telling me, like, he was, like, that was going to be his uh, – who, who they market to. Like, the, like, black urban market, you know? That's, that's just retarded. <laughs> I mean, I'm not <laughs> – Why is that retarded? No, I understand because when people talk shit at barbershops, that's the real shit. That's what they think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that he should want to be the champion. No, he said he wanted to be the champion of the world, but he was saying that the UFC was uh, – they weren't marketing him right. Um, oh, no, that's true. No, and, that's not true. And, and I, he wasn't saying, I want, I want to be the barbershop champion. I'm, I'm totally oh. misquoting it. If, oh, Karen, okay. Karen, 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 if you hear this, this, this I, I want to be able to beat up any barber. And, that, and I'm, not, I'm not trying to be disrespectful at all. I'm trying to say that – that the UFC was missing a certain market for him that that, that like that would that would have been huge when he was sure. a champion. Yeah, he they they I think the UFC does that a lot. I think that they they miss a lot of audience that loves it and they don't market at all. Now, I know, no, I know you're now you're a guy who um a lot of your shows like a lot of people that come out like are is that crowd? How big is that crowd? Is it? I mean, are we talking about like the Michael Blackson effect where it's like? Yeah, I'm not in that crowd though. That's not my crowd. That's not my your but. Um, yeah, no, it is true. If you look at the Kings of Comedy, if you look at um, Kevin Hart initially, if you look at Mike Epps, um, people that are multi-multi-millionaires that sell out. I mean, Chris Rock's crowd was a urban crowd at first. Yeah, you look yeah. bigger and blacker, and you look at it, you look at the audience, it's all black folks. So yeah. I think that the end of the day, to miss out on that giant chunk of people who love fighting and love UFC and don't even market to us, like, well, fuck you. We're just going to market to the Trump, the fucking Trump people, brother. I don't know. I'm not saying that they're, but maybe it's not even like an, an intentional thing. I mean, it I, is an intentional thing. How do you ignore that market with $2.8 trillion? How do you ignore a $2.8 trillion fucking market? I don't think it's being ignored. Um, I just think that, I, I don't think it's an intentional thing. Uh, I don't. I, I. I. don't know. I don't. I don't have. I'm not. I don't have. UFC. I think the UFC feels like we're we're the UFC. Come to us. And some okay. people. Like, no. Why don't you? But that wasn't the point I'm trying to make. What I'm trying to make is like, if Woodley lose, if Woodley loses to Colby Covington, right? Which uh, I think he's not going to lose. Is could he go back to the barbershop? Oh shit! <laughs> uh, yeah, he could. Yeah. It has to be super cuts, though. <laughs> it, has to, it has to be super cuts or something. That's hilarious <laughs> By the way, that's hilarious. No, Thank I, you. I personally, I do think he's going to win because I think that, honestly, out of the two of them, he's a far better wrestler. Mm, they're both all-American wrestlers. I, but Woodley, I don't know. Woodley, it's, it's very close. It's honestly very close. It's very close, but I, and, and this, I don't mean this as, this sounds so, this, as a racial thing. Um, I, Woodley has that gorilla strength. He does. When he's wrestling, he has gorilla strength, as Kobe doesn't. Kobe has some good, you know, he, he, you know but I think that... Hey, but I think, honestly, wrestling. I think if it was a... I think if they had a wrestling match, because I think, I think Kobe plays top 
eight in the country. I know he did. And so did Woodley. I think they were both like six or seven. It's pretty, pretty much exactly the same. I think it's going to be a six, five, seven, six match. I think it's a tight match. Um, now, Colby uses his wrestling still. Woodley doesn't. Woodley right. He, got love, he fell in love with his hands because he was yeah. knocking motherfuckers' eyeballs. Right. They're asshole. But I think that, he, that just like Cormier said to uh, <laughs> Stipe, he said, bring your wrestling shoes because yeah. it's fucking on. Now, he and might be saying it's the most important. He, he might be saying it's the most important fight in his career because this is, this is the, like the fight that's going to either make him or break him. Like if he beats Colby, he's still in the top three. If he loses to Colby, it, that's, he drops way down. that's three in a row. I mean, and it's not looking good. You know, it's three in a row, and guys get cut after losing three in a row. And, then, and now we're talking about fighting a guy who's like a 12. You know what I'm saying? And so maybe it's the most important fight for him there. Now, as far as being a hero, he'll be everyone's hero. Uh, I don't know. I think that's, like, I, I think that's a bubble thing. Uh, I think, I think, you know, to, 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 to liberals, he's going to be a hero to Republicans. He's not going to be a hero. Right. Um, no, no, no. Yeah, well, some Republicans, cause a lot of Republicans right now. Hey, uh, Trump too. Wayne. Yeah. Uh, we, a lot of Republicans are actually going, this motherfucker's insane from that last interview. <laughs> yes. so even Republicans are like, yeah, that wasn't the right move. Yeah, but a lot of liberals don't want to vote for Biden either. So it, it's, it's, it goes both ways, right? It goes both ways. But no, that last interview was pretty fucking wacky. They're, they're both wacky. I mean. No, 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 no. They're not as wacky. One's more wacky. Okay, Trump might be wet, more wacky on purpose. Okay. Uh, Biden is more wacky because he's losing his faculty. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> that's the truth. I think that, you know, he's uh, a... So like, like, uh, like, like, a coherent Biden, I think, is better than, than what Trump is. But at the same time, like, I, I, I watched Biden's last two speeches. He didn't know where he was. He, he, he said, it's good to be here. He was in the wrong city. Uh... And then um, he said something, and, and now he's making up all these times he's been arrested. Like every speech, he's, he's, he was arrested with Mandela and arrested here, and uh, then looking back, and none of this happened. Oh, no, 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 he's definitely, yeah, but what, that's why they're picking a younger VP because he's gonna, they're gonna pop a balloon, he's gonna have a heart attack, and then the VP's gonna pull into it. That's what's gonna happen, that's the plan. But I think, no, Trump, out of the two, since we since you've drawn me into this on this show, right. God damn it, what, Adam! What did, what did Trump, what did, Adam, no, what did Trump, Trump say? Trump I didn't see the last. I didn't see the last interview. Uh, what did Trump uh, say? No, Trump on, on HBO Axios. Yeah, yeah. What, what happened? Oh God, he was pulling out uh, kids' charts. Look, we're better than other countries when it comes to the COVID. And then, and the guy was like, "No, wait a minute. No, you're not. No, you're not. I mean, a thousand people dying a day is not good." He said, "Hey, it is what it is." That's the last shit you want to say to people that their grandmother or their fucking loved one died. Hey, it is what it is. And that's exactly what he said. It is what it is. It is what it is. And, and it was, I was like, did he just say it is what it is? Uh, and then he actually said, John Lewis, who just died, was a civil rights leader for the people that don't know. Yeah, people don't know. He, said, he said, I guess he did a lot of things, but I've done more for black people and other than Abraham Lincoln, and oh, I went, wow. Uh, yeah, he's got to stop saying, I've done more for black people. That, 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 that yeah, never I don't think that that really is going to endear him. But 
Uh, I just think that, like, the same way, like, I see what you're saying, where if Woodley wins, there's a lot of people that hate, absolutely hate this dude. Yeah. And I think that they were like, I'm glad you knocked that motherfucker out. Because they felt that way in the last fight when he lost and his jaw, I don't know if his jaw got cracked or yeah, something. It wasn't broken. It was assumed to be broken, but it wasn't. But he, but he got cracked. And I, even though he said he won the fight, he didn't win the fight. He, he, he did not win the fight. The but fight no, there's an interview. I was watching the top 10 um, people who go after refs. And he's in the top 10 of people that complain to the refs, um, harass the refs. He actually tweets at refs. And yeah, but he shouldn't. But that's one thing. I mean, there are guys that, like, actually attack refs. Oh, yeah. They got uh, the top ten. Yeah. They show the people who physically, yeah. you know, Roy Jones. I mean, not Roy. Uh, uh, what's the, the guy with the big beard, the big belly? Roy Nelson? Roy Nelson, yeah. No, he never went after a ref. No, he, he got up in Big John's face and was giving him the finger. And Oh, God. Yeah. You got to see it. It's called the top ten uh, fighters that went after refs. Well, the worst is like, I mean, there were guys that like pushed refs before. Right. Or, or no, actually hit I think, refs. I think Phil Baroni did that against a ref yes. a bunch of other guys. But, but I, think, I think that Woodley is going to win because I just think wrestling-wise, and I think out of the two of them, even though I got to give the Colby's a, a cardio machine, he don't hit as hard as Woodley. He really don't. He does not hit as hard, but he, but he, he has been looking better in his last fights. Yeah, and but he, does, he doesn't have knockout power. No, he doesn't have knockout power. He doesn't have knockout power. Woodley has knockout power. So if they're if it's equal and Woodley gets a shot and lands, I think that it'll be a wrap. Honestly, I've seen Woodley has. Uh, what do you think, Wean Dog? I think it's going to be very competitive if it does have any wrestling involved. But if Colby manages to string it out past the second and third round, I think he takes it uh, via decision. I'm not sure if he gets knocked out by T Wood. I can, you know, possibly see that happening, but I. Th- I would give the slight edge to Colby, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's like a minus one twenty-five favorite or something like that. I mean, it's a matter of what Woodley has left. If he, if he fights the way he did his last two fights, Colby's going to win. He's going to win. Yeah, he's done. Uh, if 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 he turns back the clock a little bit and fights the way he did against Robbie Lawler, or even against he get it against Damian Maya, um, you know, I think I think Woodley Woodley's going to win. Um, yeah, the Maya wasn't a great fight, but it was a, a smart fight. Um, so yeah, it depends on what Woodley shows up. So, uh, I, I, right. I gotta ask you guys, I've been watching some of the, uh, I watched the last fights and I watched some of the interviews. I like watching the interviews to see what, how people react to it. Do you think that, I, and I watched Cormier on a, talking about the fight coming up. Do you think that he got a shot? Cause I, the more I watch it, I go, Steve oh, got it. of course. I mean, look, Daniel Cormier always has a shot. I mean, Daniel Cormier is it was a two time Olympian. I mean, he almost beat Kale Sanderson, who arguably the greatest college wrestler ever. I think he lost by, like, one or two points. Yeah, it was, it was one point. Uh, the John Jones fight, he lost he, – I mean, the first fight, I thought he lost three rounds out of the five. Um, the second fight, I thought he was winning. I was there. He was winning that fight until I called the head kick. Um, and, and, you know, he's a guy that got fucking blasted by Anthony Rumble Johnson and came back and, and, and beat him. Then beat him again easier in, 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 in the thing. And he and he fucking knocked out Stipe and was winning the Stipe fight before he got he got stopped. I mean that was a very very close fight. So yeah, of course. Now Stipe's taking time off. His head's a little bit. I don't know where his head's at. You know he didn't want to come back. He said he couldn't train. Um, but at the same time, Cormier is long in the tooth. He he's had a lot. I mean they both had crazy battles. Um, I would say they both 
it's 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 a toss up. To be honest, it's a toss up. Oh come on, are you serious? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Look, okay, boxing wise, and now wrestling wise, I still give it to Cormier. Of course. I, yeah, but I, I don't know his ego. I think he's gonna try to stand with Cormier. I mean, he's gonna try to stand with Steve, and he's gonna get his gonna get his. He did, he did that last time. Then he apologized to his corner for not listening, and he said the last thing he should have done was to stand with him, and that he learned from his mistakes. So I mean, Cormier. But, you know, you Cormier can... and Cormier is saying that he's, he's going to wrestle, bring his wrestling shoes. So why would I he? I hope he sticks to that. Maybe he's saying that, but I'm telling you, I've seen his, or I've seen him. He, honestly, there was a couple of times when he was standing with Rumble. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? No, no. I think the first time he got hit by Rumble, first time he got by, hit by Rumble, he was like, wow, never again. Uh, which is why in the second fight and the sec last half of the first fight, he, he didn't do that. And I think that when he got hit by, um, I think with the Black Beast, he was like, I'm not giving this guy a shot. I'm taking him down and I'm submitting him. I don't think he respected Sipe's power. Um, and I think because of that, he engaged in a stand-up war. I think now he respects his power. I think Cormier is one of those people that, you know, like a, a kid that you say, don't touch the oven, it's hot, and they got to touch the fucking oven. And then, <laughs> That's a great analogy. Don't do that, Cormier. Uh, and then like, okay, now I'm not going to touch the oven. It's like a lot of people like that. No matter what you tell them, they're going to do it, and they're going to learn, and then we'll see what happens. So you still – so wait a minute. So you, you, you're saying that you don't think – you know, No, because they both – that second fight could have went either way. If, wow, Adam, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Uh, uh, Ween Dog? What's interesting about this fight is that right now the odds have Stipe as a minus 110 – and Cormier as a minus 120. So it's very even with Cormier being the very, very slight favorite. Now, I don't like betting in heavyweight fights because I've learned my lesson from betting on heavyweight fights. Anything can go down. Look at the past couple of fights ago. We had uh, fight cards ago. We had uh, Fabricio Verdum versus uh, Alexander, what's his last name? Gustafsson. I, we all had Gustafsson winning that fight, but he gets submitted via armbar in 10 seconds. So I never really want to bet on heavyweight fights. I can honestly see this fight going either way. I wouldn't be surprised if any of these gentlemen, either one of them wins. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Really? So, I, so, so I'm the only one that thinks, uh, even though I like Cormier, I think Stipe is going to win. I think he's going to knock him out again. You know what? It's crazy is that, like, I always thought Stipe was a Golden Glove boxer, and I always thought he had better boxing. And I still think he has better boxing. But in the first fight, he knocked out Stipe. And the second fight, they were pretty even on the feet. It was almost like it was like that uh, Mike Tyson punch-out game where he figured out, like, he has that one button. that like, you hit him, like, when he fights King Hippo and his fucking pants fall down, then you got to hit him. That kind of was like what Stipe figured out was like, okay, this, you can hit him in the body. But that was late in the fight. It was, what, fourth round, fifth round? It wasn't, or it wasn't early. It wasn't early. No, it wasn't early because I think that in, Cormier initially was taking it to him. His, he was using a little bit more, but he should use more wrestling. Like when I watch fights, I look at wrestlers and I go, I don't understand what the ego is with wrestlers. I don't like, if you're a really good wrestler, fucking wrestle. Like, I don't get why they were like, I want to show you. I'm going to stand on the feet with a fucking I think it's because they've been wrestling, wrestling their whole lives. A lot of times like, they're wrestling their whole lives. They also know the other guys expecting them to wrestle. And also, it's a lot more energy. It's fucking people are lazy. I know, but what I'm it's saying harder is harder to wrestle than the fucking. I mean, boxing hard. Don't get me wrong. Boxing is hard too because you're taking. But wrestling is a different kind of fucking exhaustion. No, okay. To so wrestling to me, wrestling to me, 
when I, because I never, I, I just went from Taekwondo to Jiu Jitsu and that was it. Because But wrestling to me is way harder. But wrestling to me, if you got that in your fucking tool shit. Yeah, no, it. it if, and you don't use that shit, you're an idiot. I, I, you're a fucking idiot to me. And I see a lot of them that don't. They get into their ego. I'm going to stand up and bang with you with a top striker. Then a top striker shows you why I'm a top striker. And they get fucking housed. Okay, so just so you guys know what I'm dealing with, but what I'm dealing with right now with the podcast. Uh, so Jamal Emers. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm hey, I go. Hey, congratulations! Amazing job. Thanks, bro. Are you free Wednesday? Want to do the podcast via Zoom at 12:30? We'd love to have you. Yes, I'm free. Perfect. I'll send you the link at 11. Thanks, man. I sent him a link. Uh, 11:20. Uh, so he's gonna jump on. He's ready to jump on. No, I go. That's the link. You coming on? Nothing. So this is what I fucking deal with every single time we have a podcast, okay? Uh, like, <laughs> no, because sometimes they come in late or they don't know the technology or... So what happens is he's going to see it at 2 o'clock and be like, oh, my bad, bro. Uh, can we do it again next week? And I'll be like, yeah, okay, no problem. Uh, <laughs> what is it with these MMA fighters, dude? They're always late. They always skip the interview. What is it with them? They're just training too hard? They don't I, got time know, for I MMA mean, roasting? Look, man, look, these guys, their priority is fighting. Uh, these guys, they get punched in the head for a job. They, got, they have to worry about wrestling, jiu-jitsu, all kinds of shit. They just cut weight. The kid, what, the guy, the kid just won his first UFC fight. He, I'm sure he was like, yeah, sure. And he just forgot. You know, And it's also like, Hard because I'm doing it via DM. I'm not like, I don't have his phone number. I, if it was a more, if it was a, if I had more help, I'd have a person calling people and reminding them and be like, hey, just so you, you know, but I don't have the fucking time. But you get a good amount. I had somebody, somebody inbox me from one of the shows and he said, you're cool, but you're still fucking wrong about uh, Street Jesus. <laughs> they, 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 they compliment me and then they call me an asshole. Yeah, fuck you. He's still he's still not that good. I'm like, yes, he is, you asshole. And then we end up arguing, but for some reason they like to argue with me because of this shit. Because of this show. Of course, yeah, I, get, I get people. But I have got fighters, fight fans will hit me up because I they felt I was wrong. I, they felt like I'm wrong about. I think that he's one of the best. Period. And they and they just uh, I know I call him Street Jesus. I think that's a dope. Oh, ass. the best. By yeah. the way, I, I get so many people that are like. Either, like, because last time someone's like, I'm not listening to the show as long as you have Zhang on, right? They call you Zhang or, like, none, or Chang. None of them know your name. And then I was like, so I mentioned, I'm like, listen, fucking Chang is awesome. He's a, one of the best comics in the world. He's funny. He has his opinion. And then I got so many people that were like, we love Shang. He's the only one that I agree with. <laughs> he's, he's the only person. Why do I get so much shit in my inbox? Because like, it's only the- on this last month. Because I personally thought that you got to give credit. If, I, if you got six days notice to fight one of the top fighters and a, and a motherfucking mugger, let's keep it real. That last fight, you're fighting a mugger. You're fighting a dude that, is, that can actually just mug you in the ring. Yeah, yeah. And you still do as good as you did. You gotta give them fucking props. I, I give Masvidal props for keeping it entertaining. At the same time, like, uh, you know, he wasn't in the best shape. I mean, he didn't know he had a fight coming up, and he didn't know it was gonna be in Abu Dhabi, and you know. But I don't know. I mean, it, I think it, if he'd have trained, no, 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 no. I think if he'd have trained, it'd have been a different fight. It, it, it would have. But I think the, mo- the the casual fan watches that fight is not yearning to see a rematch. That's the problem. That's the most people are not like, oh, we got to see a rematch with that. It's just not. But people are not, they're not, they're going to go, it was a one-sided, it was a 50-45, maybe 49-46, and 
it wasn't the greatest, you know? Anyway, so Khabib yesterday responded to Justin Gaethje. He goes, Justin is a very nice guy and good opponent for me. But when Octagon closed, he have to be ready for not only boxing match. I'm not Dustin Poirier or Tony Ferguson. I will take him to the deepest ocean and drown him. Jesus Christ, he's so dark. <laughs> that sounds so, that sounds like some shit he was saying. Don't you think that's some dark shit to say? I will thank you, I will kill you, I will put yeah. your, I will take your mother and put her under. Like, why can't he just drown him in a pool? Like, why does he have to go to the deepest ocean? Because <laughs> he's, he's a, you know, he's an intense motherfucker. That's why when Connor was fucking with him, I was literally listening going, I don't think this is a dude you should talk about his family. Why does it gotta be the deepest ocean? Like, I mean, the deepest ocean? You can't just, you could drown somebody in a fucking kiddie pool if you wanted to. Like, what, <laughs> like, like, you find the deepest ocean and then- Sounds more, it sounds more intense. <laughs> like, fuck, man. Man, uh, I mean, I, but did you see, uh, uh, he came back, he came back at him. He said, really? He said, he said, yeah, okay, we'll see. He's tight. He's not, uh, he's not, he's not intimidated by he's No, intimidated. Ho hopefully he has floaties on, but man, that like <laughs> that was fucking crazy. Um Gaethje, he knows this is a fucking huge of course. for him. He's gonna now, he's gonna do some damage. Now three guys got suspended from marijuana, which look, Tim Elliott, who uh, I fucking I like Tim Elliott, he got oh, engaged. Louis Pena, who uh, violent Bob Ross, they call him because he looks like Bob Ross and he's violent. Uh, and, J and Jamal Hill, who won is, is like eight no. This guy looks like he never trained in his life. He's like, has like no build, but just murderous people. Uh, and he, he called out John Jones after his sixth fight, this fucking guy. Yeah, he's a mugger. He's definitely a mugger. So, here's the problem. If marijuana dispensaries are open during a pandemic because they're an essential business, how are you going to su fucking suspend people for smoking weed? Like, how, like come on. Like, it's, it's, they're open right now. Like, the whole world is closed, whole country's closed except for dispensaries because it's an essential medicine. Right. Yet, you, these people are suspended for weed. You, you can't have it's on the list. It's on the, it's, it's on the list. Come of on. Things. What do you mean, come on? I get, I, I agree with you. I, I just started smoking weed in March. <laughs> you know, so I'm, I'm new to this. I'm telling you right now. If it's on the list and you know you're a professional fighter and you're a professional fighter, this is what you get paid for. Part of me is like, motherfucker, don't do that till so after. We, can't we have common sense here? Isn't there common sense? Can we have no, a common sense? No, 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 no. Okay, so if apples are on the list, right? Apples are on the list. No, you. All right, and somebody eats it, and somebody eats an apple. Should they get suspended? If it's on the list. Uh, I mean, how stupid is that? That's, I, I see what you're saying, but you know, the world is stupid. Everything's stupid. But if this is on the list and I'm a fighter and they say, don't do this, I won't do that until after I fight. I, I get it. But first of all, a lot of these people took these fights on, on short notice. And second of all, like this is so stupid. I, I understand if you're going to make marijuana illegal and say it's a drug and, and it's banned in the, in the country, which I don't agree with, but I understand if that's where they're going. But if you're going to say marijuana is legal, and not only is it legal, it's an essential business, okay? Meaning that your, your, your fucking clothing business can't open, but the marijuana business can. Right? You can't okay. buy socks, but you can buy edibles. All right, your gym can't open. Your gym can't open in the pandemic, but the dispensary can. 
and now you're suspended for fucking smoking weed? I mean, how fucking stupid is that? I, I, you know what? It's, it's stupid, but I get it. I get it. Like, if, if, I, if I was a professional fighter and I'm going, and I know that these are the parameters. No, I, but that's two different things. That's, that, we're talking about two different things. We're talking about, like, we're talking about the rule itself and then the fighters obeying the rule. I'm saying the rule itself is really stupid. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, no, no. Okay. So if you're saying the rule itself, of course it's stupid. They let people that have have fight that have have horse hormones in their fucking face, and yet they'll let them fight. I've seen people where you go, you know, he's roided out. Oh, of course. And and but they let him fight, and so I I think it's hypocrisy. But there's a bunch of shit. Just like the fucking ratings of like one guy will be 12th and then he jumps up to fucking third. And yeah. if you look at, if you look at UFC, be like, yeah, I like him. He'll, I like his style. And all of a sudden he's one of the top fighters, even though he hasn't fought any top fucking top 10 people. Yeah. So it's uh, a bunch of shit. That's what not, yeah. doesn't make sense. We know. What do you think? Well, I thought the UFC or, um, whatever the athletic commissions allow like a small percentage of weed to be in your system. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so it's very interesting that they got popped, maybe because it, they were on short notice. I'm not sure if all of them were. Um, also, this is the Nevada State Athletic Commission. I'm not sure what their laws are on marijuana. I think weed is legal in Nevada. Yeah. I don't know if it's an essential business in Nevada. But I'm reading right here. Um, they're saying that they're most likely going to get just like a six-month suspension, which is not like you know Nick Diaz getting banned for five years. Yeah, right? but it's still, I mean, these guys, some of these guys fight fucking four times in six months. Right, that is a yeah. long time. It just, yeah. it just makes no sense. Uh, well, no, I, see, I see what you're saying, but you, 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 you got to look at how they look at it. It's like... Look, it's I, think it's, I, I think you're dumb enough. I mean, look, if they took the weed to Abu Dhabi and smoked it, then they're really fucking stupid. Because <laughs> you're going to fucking jail for like yeah, 100 yeah, years. Jail, they're going to cut off your arms and, and replace them with spoons. Like, but, yeah. Yeah, um, I, I, just, I see what you're saying. I just, I get, like a lot of professional fighters to me, it's like, if I'm going to do this as a professional, just like us as comics, there's a certain point where you got to go over your set. You got to make sure you do this. There's certain shit you can't do at the club. Like, I know some clubs that say, that have told me, don't hit on any of the waitresses. Yeah, of course. And that's, and so, and then you see a comic that does it, and they go, can't get booked. They go, well, we told you not to hit on the waitress. Or if you're going to, do it after you get done with the gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finish your set. Focus on what the fuck you're doing. That's why I think the pandemic is good for fighters, because some of them, it makes them laser focused because they don't have all this other shit to deal some, with. Some of them. Other, other ones are going Some on. of them. I said, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so last night, I don't know if you watched Looking for a Fight, uh, Dana White Contender Series. There's this guy that um, John Wood was talking about, uh, Jordan Leavitt. Uh, did you watch it? I did not watch like, it. I, he's like undefeated. He's like uh, super flexible. He won his fight and then started humping the octagon. He basically me too the octagon oh and did like, a, did like a split. People say he might be, he was, he's, it was very flamboyant. People say he might be the first openly gay fighter. Hell I don't yeah. know. I don't know if he's gay. Uh, I can't think because if a guy does a split and fucks the octagon, that that means he's gay. Uh, but if he is gay, well, more more power to him. Um, but yeah, but you know what? There's a lot of fighters that, that if they feel like they might be gay, that's why I say you got to watch the show um, called Kingdom. Yeah. On on, uh, on uh, Netflix, and it's basically about you know MMA fighters and what they go through. And I think that if he is, he does seem a little bit though. 
<laughs> I'm like, not, no, not if he is, but I'm saying there's a little, uh, there's a, yeah. I feel like there's little gay cloud over him. And it's, it might be. And you know what? I, I would say, he, I, I think he should embrace it because they got a star on their hand, especially, yeah. if, he's, especially if he's gay. Um, now, Carla Esparza said she's tired of being the gatekeeper. She wants to be a contender. She's won four in a row. The problem is that they've all, like, a lot of them have been split decisions. And you could argue that the other girl won. Uh, when that happens, it's hard for people to get really excited for you and to put you in a title contention. I hate to say I, I, it. That's so much bullshit. If you won, you fucking won. I agree. I agree. I agree. But there's people that like are dominating, right? And I agree. I totally agree. A win is a win. Right. But, but people are more excited for uh, like the way people are winning. Like the eraser. What's his name? Like Paul Acosta. Or even yeah. that guy, Johnny Walker, when he was on his little tear of just putting people out. Or even that guy that, that – um, What's his name who got a title shot that ended up losing to DC and he lost his last fight? Uh, Volkan Ozdemir? Yeah, oh. Ozdemir. They, I mean, they, the way he was winning of just putting people – I mean, when he knocked out Jimmy Manoa in 12 seconds, the problem is, is that that's who they kind of – they go, okay. I think, they should, they, I think they should look at it that way. I feel like a, a, a win is a win. She is definitely one of the top – and I think she she's right. She should get a shot at it. Why not? I mean, uh, well, right what, if now, won, what if she wins the championship? What if she wins the belt, but it's a split decision, but she wins? She's still champion. I know. I agree. But right now, there's there's Zangwell in front of her. Yeah. Monster. Monster. There's Juana who barely lost to Zangwell or had the, the fight of the year. Best no, 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 no. I Wait a minute. I, she turned her head into the Toxic Avenger. It was a close fight. It was a it was very a close fight, but th she was getting teed off on uh, a little bit. The, the power shots were a little bit more. Then you got Tatiana Suarez. Yeah, right? that's true. Uh, Tatiana Suarez. That'd be a great fight. Carla versus Tatiana Suarez. Tatiana Suarez. Tatiana killed her. Oh, they already fought? Yeah. Oh, never mind. Um, <laughs> rematch. <laughs> William is like, hey, that was, oh, shit. That didn't happen? Uh, fuck. So I'm looking at, okay, 115-pound women, women's ranking. Wien, can you I bring it up? Yeah. So you got you got those three ahead of her. Um, after that, I think you could you could put Carla in the. I mean, she's right there. She's uh, right there, exactly. So why not give her a shot at it? Well, then you got the other girl uh, uh, who, who 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 um who she beat the girl from uh, who just beat Jessica I. Yeah. Uh, uh, wait. Oh, um, fuck. Yeah. Cynthia yeah. Calvillo. Yeah, but Carla beat her. You have uh, screen sharing disabled. Okay, hold on. All right, so who we got? I'll enable multiple parents. Okay, multiple people, participants. All right, so. Fuck, um, Bronson got a, he got a ton of following after that fight. All right, so 115, right? So we got, oh, yeah, we, oh, yeah, we got Rose Nami Yunus. Right. Uh, you got Jessica Andrade. You got uh, Claudia Gadella, who barely beat Carla. So she's seventh. She beat Waterson. Uh, I guess the other girl went up to 25. They're putting Gavillo at like 25. That's what happens there. Right. So yeah, so she got – her versus Claudia was a good fight. I think Nina just had a baby. So she – I don't even know why she's even ranked right now. I think she should be out. Mm -hmm. Joanna, killed, Joanna killed Carla, but that was a long time ago. 
uh, and Tatiana ran through Carla. I, I you know, if, if I was Carla, I would call out Jessica Andrade uh, because really, well, I mean, who, and then and then try to get to Rose, but Carla beat Rose, but that was a long time ago. That I know, but you still you have still you know you have to still take that into account, and I still think if you look at the the rankings, she did win four in a row, and that's impressive. I, I just, it is. It, it is. is impressive. I think that 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 sometimes people see split decisions as well. You didn't really win, win. Yes, I fucking did. Yes, you did win. If it's a split decision, you won, and they should give her. They absolutely should give her at least a look, or at least fight number two. At I, least. I agree. And I, you know what? If she, you know, right now she's in a, uh, a situation where if she stays in shape, um, she could actually uh, be right there because they're looking for girls. What do you think we can talk about, Carla's? And then also uh, McCorkle real quick about Carla Esparza saying she's sick of being a, gay te- a gatekeeper. She should get a, a title shot. Well, I'm sure she will inevitably get a title shot because there's like five girls in this division. You know what I'm saying? That I feel, I feel like they just keep recycling the uh, contenders for the belt. But I think she will eventually get one if she beats Andrade. I think that's a great fight. I think she probably will beat Andrade uh, just based off her grindy wrestling style. Um, I even think a Yoana rematch might be good for her. You know, I don't know who Yoana would fight next, um, but damn, I don't know. I don't it's know. also about money. It's about money and, and you know, trying to get to the next level. Like, I just looked online. Brunson, just from that one fight, his shit popped up like crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's on, he's, yeah, the, on searches, his, his following, everything just went – well, we got a guy uh, who is the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, he's one of the funniest people I know. He's always causing trouble on Facebook. Yeah, you're uh, a shit man. Has, has anybody actually uh, – how, how's your GoFundMe thing going for your mask to save lives? I'm still, I'm still stuck at $25, man, so now I feel like I should give the money back. But I don't even know how to do that. GoFundMe doesn't make it easy. Like, just I, I don't wear know a how mask, to... man. Why aren't you just wearing a mask? Fuck it. Man, I just, I can't go along with the system, man. Like, it's, I actually, my girlfriend's an epidemiologist, and uh, she has her master's uh, in infectious disease and all that, and she said from the beginning, the masks are a joke. Uh, the Fauci guy said the masks were a joke at the beginning. Then he's like, oh, no, we have to wear them. Now he's saying you have to wear goggles. Um, plus, I just like, I don't know, I like to look on people's faces when they're upset I'm not wearing a mask, but too afraid to say anything. That, like, cracks me up everywhere I go, like, if people are too afraid so to. you like anything. the fact that you're giving people shit. More than <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> wow. And I actually, I actually believe uh, the coronavirus thing. I actually am a big supporter of herd immunity. Um, so I think like everybody's going to get it eventually anyway. So I think it might as well get it out of the way. I'd rather have it now if I had to choose. I'd rather. What, what, young, the, you know? what are you talking about? You don't understand. This is McCorkle. McCorkle's a guy I know who's never <laughs> cheated on a girlfriend. He would never cheat on his girlfriend. Uh, he, he's he's a great parent. Uh, he's oh, he, he didn't go to the WWE because he didn't want to leave his family. This is the kind of guy he is. He's a straight up guy with like huge morals. But when it comes to fucking with people, uh, <laughs> it's a different level. It's, it's, oh, it's another level. Okay, then that's why. I was like, what? He's a guy who lives. Okay, you don't understand. We, uh, real quick, we were at a club one day and there was this nerdy guy that was trying to fit in with us. So it was like, Sean, I'm a big fan, blah, blah. And we were, we were at a bar. The guy accidentally spilled a beer on some like jock bully guy, right? The, the, the bully guy got in the guy's face. McCorkle, at the time, had a fight coming up. He was wearing an affliction shirt, was about 265, all muscle. 
goes up to the guy, listen off the ground. He goes, I will fuck you in the ass and there's nothing you can do about it, right? So, <laughs> and then I did. And then we, then we left. All I kept thinking about was that guy picking on the other guy. He's, after he stayed six hours circling the college town looking for the guy, just just to fight him again, just to fucking threaten him again. This is this is the way McCorkle went. Okay, that explains it. That explains your mask thing. All right, now. Yeah. Uh, so without introduction, please give it up for Sean McCorkle. Let him know, Sean McCorkle. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Only had a few jokes this week. I don't know if they're that great because I didn't uh, quite get them, but parsed out the way I wanted. But um, I was uh, I was watching Luke Thomas's show the other day. I was one of probably four people that have ever seen it. Um, but Luke Thomas gives MMA predictions and all this and. Um, so it was, uh, I was watching it and he was talking, telling the shoplifting story, man. Like I was like, what, like he's like cracking up. I used to shoplift when I was a teenager and like, it was supposed to be funny, I guess. I don't know. Um, and so it's just more proof. Like when you see a guy like that, it's like proof in life that karma always comes back and gets you because, um, like he was shoplifting, stealing stuff for stores for years. And now Brendan Schaub steals every MMA pick and everything he says every week and does his breakdown shit. So it's like you can't get away with it. It just comes back on you, you know? Oh, speaking of which, uh, this one I kind of oh, spoke to. I was, uh, I was uh, watching uh, Rocky Four the other day, man. Like, I forgot what a great movie that is, too. Like, like, I'm a sucker, man, for Roadhouse, like Rocky. Like, I like Roadhouse so much that we were in a Walmart, me and my girlfriend, not wearing masks the other day. And uh, we were at a Walmart, and so a group of guys came in that looked like just kind of like a bunch of redneck dudes came walking in. And my girlfriend leaned over to me and said, right boot, which I thought was like one of the funniest things in the world. If you haven't seen Roadhouse a hundred times, you won't get it, yeah. but that's a great joke. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. That's a great joke. Um, so, great joke. Um, but no, I'm watching Rocky Four the other day, and I, I, only, I don't follow anybody on Twitter because I'm basically only interested in my life, you know? Like, right. So I've got, you know, thousands of followers only follow myself. Um, or all the look at my stuff, but uh, I got on there and I'm watching Rocky Four, and it was weird because Herb Dean obviously was too, you know, at the same time, like watching it because uh, I saw in his timeline he was like, worst stoppage I've ever seen. Creed should have been given more time, uh, you know, blah blah blah. And I was just like, yeah, I, know. I knew he was watching Rocky Four at the same time as me, also, of course. Um, <laughs> the last one I got, I um, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, um. Bloody Elbow, I think, is the website. They do, like, yes. they're not as popular anymore as they used to be, but they do, like, obscure interviews um, sometimes, like, with guys, like, where are they now? And they actually got in with uh, War Machine. Like, they actually got to be able to do, like, a full-length interview with War Machine. Um, and they're not the classiest organization. You know, they ask some, like, inappropriate questions sometimes. Stuff like, you know, I mean, the guy in his position, you wouldn't want to ask, you know, uh, them certain things. But they asked War Machine, like um, – is there anything he can smile about or joke about nowadays? You know, like, I mean, he's in prison for the next 40 years, no chance to get down or anything. And uh, he said, I mean, man, look at me. I'm surrounded, you know, um, I'm locked up. I'm surrounded by, you know, a bunch of rapists, you know, criminals, um, sexual assaulters. Um, and you want me to make jokes? Like, I, I can't think of the, anything funny I've ever said uh, in my life. And actually, you know what, my bad. Did I say War Machine? I, I thought that was Brendan Schaub, actually. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Not with War Machine. So he's the one surrounded by rapists. And uh, he's going to to say ever. So those two, I get those two intertwined all the time. So. Man? I made, I made that joke up in the middle of the night, man. I, went, I got up to pee last night. And in the middle of the night, I thought, wouldn't it be funny if you said that War Machine was surrounded by rapists, but instead it was Brendan Schaub? And that was a good joke. So, I liked it. Good, good. I don't know. Good shit, yeah. 
Great job. Uh, that was that was hilarious. Um, now your boy, your 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 best friend Matt Mitrione is fighting Friday night against Tim Johnson in Bellator. Tim Johnson yeah. up a big win. I like Tim Johnson. He's from North Dakota. He's a, he was a bouncer. At, he was an Uber driver slash bouncer at a strip club slash <laughs> army veteran, college wrestler, a real man's man. Mitrione, you said hits like a fucking brick shit house. How do we see? He does, man. Him? I, I don't know, man. I think I, I actually when um I saw they saw that when I saw they signed that fight, I watched um some uh, Johnson's fights, and um, I think uh, honestly, I think Matt will just be too fast on his feet for him. Matt is so quick, man. I don't know from his years playing football or what. Like he is, uh, he's not hard to take down if you can get a hold of him. But when Matt moves and when he's athletic and like really trying to stay, you know, on the move, he is impossible to get a hold of unless you're Ryan Bader or some superstar wrestler. But I think uh, after watching a couple of guys' fights, I think Matt will catch him as he's coming in to try to take him down. That's hands are fast and his uh, feet are even faster, man. Like he can he can move when he wants to. And, um, you know, talking to him, I think that he learned a lot from the Ryan Bader fight, you know, that you can't uh, – got to control the distance. He's got – Matt's got freakishly long reach also that he doesn't always use, but when he does, he's hard to – he's Did hard he to deal with. Yeah, a, for uh, sending you to Vegas and not picking you up? Oh, gosh, man. That was – I told you that. Yeah, that was ridiculous. He, he goes out tells me he'll uh, – hey, man, I'll fly out here to train. I need help for like four or five days, which is never fun because Matt goes 100% when you're sparring, you know, like – him and I, him and Alistair Overeem were going to spar one day. This is when Overeem was taking as many steroids as I was. Um, but that's uh, that's when uh, Overeem was all roided out. And I said, "Hey, man, like, call me. Let me know how it goes. I'm interested to see." That's when Matt joined the Black Sillians. And um, the next day, he's like, "Man, you ain't gonna believe what happened." And before he even said anything, I said, "Let me guess. You hit Overeem too hard. He got mad. Hit you with like a spinning elbow or a knee to the face. And you guys got in a real fight and they broke it up." He's like, "Oh, who told you?" I was like, I just know you, and I just, yeah. I just know how you are. Like, I, I knew, but, uh, yeah, so. Wait, is that, what happened? Say, is that exactly what happened? Exactly. Yeah, he said, he said he hit him with an inside leg kick a couple times too hard, and Overeem said, easy, you know, like the third time, like, dude, take it easy, you know? And then Matt hit him with it, and he goes, okay, maybe the inside leg kick, the fourth one was a little too hard still. He right. said, but uh, he did it. said, so next thing you know, Overeem got him, like, tight clinched him, started kneeing him without knee pads in his ribs. And then threw an elbow and hit him like, you know, some kind of spinning elbow. But I was almost to the word what, you know, like what had and happened. what did Matt do? Uh, I guess Matt said, oddly enough, he took off his gloves and threw them at him. So I was like, <laughs> man, you were really controlling the distance on that one, huh? So like you were from across the ring throwing gloves at him. And they got, they started getting like uh, in a real fight and everybody broke up. They never sparred it. Like they never trained again after that. But um, Well, Overeem was the most hated guy at the Black Zillions. I mean, Rashad Evans and um, – uh, Anthony Johnson still like said he was. He yeah, was, he, he, he was not a team player, man. He he do his own little camps, like he would kick everybody out of the ring, and that's what he could bully everybody. But what's so funny is I sent Tom Erickson down there. They were looking for somebody to wrestle with Overeem, oh and I was like, God. I have just the guy, you know, or whatever, because Overeem's getting ready to fight. Uh, Hold on, but before you go, okay, so just so you know, Shane, Tom Erickson was a guy back in like UFC like four that was like one of the best wrestlers, strongest guy ever. He got never got his his just due. But it was just a monster of a fighter, like a real size guy, like knocked out, like, like knocked out Kevin, like knocked out Kevin Randleman, like just fucking. Yeah, monster. but he said about him as a wrestler, he's one of the people. If he grabs you, you're grabbed. Yeah, he right. was original. So, so what happened? So what happened, Sean? Yeah, he, he actually beat me and Matt Mitrione. We tried to jump him, but we were training with Eric one time. He beat us up at the same time, you know? Like, he really did. Like, it was ragdoll on both of us. Yeah. And I used to train with him, like, one day a week, and it was all I could handle, man. That dude is like, take, he'd take your hey, man. So what happened with Overeem and Erickson? 
So uh, over, or Erickson goes down there because they were asking me if I had anybody. He was getting ready to fight uh, Lesnar, I think. And I said, I got just the guy. This guy would ragdoll Lesnar, you know, because Erickson's walking at probably 350 at that point and just, and still in shape. I mean, just like 6'4", just head bigger than mine, if that's believable. So um, he goes down there, and I guess uh, Overeem wants to spar with him, like boxing. And uh, Erickson's like 50 at the time. He's like, man, I'm not interested in sparring with a K1 you know, world champion or whatever. Like, I'm not, I'm here for wrestling. They're like, well, just do a couple rounds with me. So I guess he, uh, he hurt Erickson a couple times, like with same thing, knees to the body, like not padded or whatever. And Erickson's like, okay, cause we're going to wrestle here in a minute. And so, um, they go to wrestling. Then Tom shoots on the first, the first, like, uh, two seconds shoots on for a double and Tom can move, man. And, uh, they hit They bumped heads. It knocked over him out for 12 minutes. Like wow. he was out asleep for 12 minutes. They had called an ambulance. This is what I heard anyway. It split Tom. Tom it still has it on his Facebook somewhere. He had a big split on his forehead where they hit. It didn't even affect Tom. Tom just stood up immediately. They said Overeem was out for 10 to 12 minutes. They got an ambulance there as he was waking up, you know, like doing chest compressions or whatever. I'm making sure he was alive still. And then they didn't wrestle the entire time that they were there. Like they didn't do, they didn't spar, they didn't wrestle anything. And Tom got five grand for, uh, for going down, or three grand for the week for being down there. So he said, all I had to do was take a couple of knees and uh, one headbutt, and yeah, I got three thousand dollars. So Tom, wow, was, uh, that's Tom was happy with it. But yeah, that was. I would have died to see that man because they said Overeem was bullying everybody at the time. I was like, he ain't gonna bully Erickson. I'll tell you that. I said that ain't gonna that ain't gonna happen. That's like that's a that dude that dude would bully Lesnar. You know, well, they so. said that Overeem is is real smug. And yeah, uh, no, they said he no. Like I, I saw a couple other fighters talk about him said he's a smug asshole. Yeah, I think he was a lot when he was all juiced out. I think he was a lot, and not because it's steroids' fault, but I think he was a lot more, a lot harder to get along with. He he got humbled quite a bit once you're not Superman anymore, you know, and yeah. stuff like that. Um, they've said he's a little easier to get along with guys I know now. But yeah, back then that's what that's what Mitch Rowe told me. He actually used the exact same word, smug. He's like, you've never met such a smug, arrogant, you know, prick in your entire yeah, life. That's the same thing I heard. Now, so. now, 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 Sean, uh, you do pretty well betting, right, uh, on fights, right? I mean, yeah, on fights, yeah. I suck at every other sport, but fights, yeah, really. I mean, what do you think? You have, like, an 80% win? Um, man, I've been parlaying too much, so I lose more than that. But if I don't make, uh, on a weekend where there's UFC fights, if I don't make $800 to $1,000, I'm disappointed. Like, so, um, wow. I can usually pick over 80% right. Uh, I just got – it's the old gambling thing they hook you on. You know, I start doing five and six five parlays, and I'll get, a, I'll get five right out of six. Like yeah. the one the other night killed me. The uh, oh, I don't want to mess his name up. The guy who just lost a uh, Brunson beat him, right, or whatever his yeah, Edmund. Edmund, yeah, lost. I had dude. I had like seven different parlays, whether it be a three fight, eight fight, whatever, all with um, Tar or whatever Edmund winning. And when he lost that fight, it cost me. Like I went, I lost a thousand as opposed to winning four thousand. So like it was uh, like it killed me because when I uh, I actually went to sleep before that fight was on, because so I was like, dude, he's got it. He's a four to one favorite. And I was like, no reason to even watch it. And then I get on my account when I wake up the next morning, look at it. I was like, wait, how am I down on that? You know, whatever. So uh, it was terrible. Right, so, but uh, right, yeah, I'm, I'm usually good. Go, man. Really, really good at betting them. So let's go two fights uh, for the UFC this week. Uh, okay. Alexi Olnick, Derek Lewis. Uh, I think Derek Lewis, man, he always, Lewis always finds a way. It seems like to win, especially if he's fighting a guy who's not very athletic. You know, he always comes up with a huge punch or whatever. But I was looking at that one. That's why I'm betting for sure. And I'm going to. Uh, heavy on Derek Lewis on that one. He just uh, – he probably should lose. The guy should probably take him down and beat him. Um, but I think Lewis always just – he just always finds a way. I mean, I know he loses sometimes, but, man, it seems like he always finds a way to pull him out. And that's uh, that's one of the ones I'm most sure of on the upcoming card. So. Dang. Derek Lewis. I think Derek Lewis. But, again, I, he finds a way, but it, it's like the same thing I see. It's like 
I wish I would have done that more. I think when he gets taken down, he doesn't know how to doesn't know how to fucking wrestle, dude. No, the best yeah. was he got, he got he taken down one time and he got and he just stood up. And then Brian Stan was like, he's doing everything technically wrong right now. Right. <laughs> but but he's that strong where it, it, it works. Uh, yeah, he's a bugger, but I just think that uh I don't know why people don't get it when he's taken down. Because, because, because Vince Michelle well. told me before one of his fights, he was eating ribs. I, 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 uh, right, like, right before, yeah. Right like before. 10 minutes before the fight. He was in, in the locker room eating ribs. Uh, so and, he and, just got it like that? He's a mutant? What? No, he lost to Mark Hunt oh. in the third round that fight because he was like about to throw up. Like, uh, uh, wean, do wean Dog, who do you like this fight? I, 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 I still think, I think he can win, but... Oh, Adam, your connection is very bad right now. But um, I am going to be the daredevil, and I'm going to pick Alexi Olenek to win via decision. Wow. wow. I take a chance, man. Yeah, I mean, it's not – I don't. I wouldn't be too surprised if Alexi won. You know, he beat uh, Verdum. You know, give or take, Verdum didn't look that good in that fight physically. But I would – I honestly think Alexi has a good shot, but I wouldn't be surprised if either gentleman wins. You know, again, this is a heavyweight fight. You know, anything could go up. Anything could happen. This guy could get knocked out. That guy could get knocked out. You know, whatever. It could be a boring-ass, you know, fight also. You, you think are – you, are you of the thought process that with a heavyweight fight, because they have such power that anybody could win at any time? But sometimes I think you've got to have a strategy. And I think the, the heavyweights that I, I think – like Kane, at a one point, his cardio was off the fucking charts, and Kane was that guy's like, oh, "I'm gonna be here the third round. You're in trouble." Yeah, so yeah. I just think that no, I don't, I don't think that way with heavyweight fights, you know, at all. Yeah, yeah I, think I like, I like Derek Lewis. I think they're trying to make Derek Lewis a star. I think Olnick's gonna stand in front of him and get knocked out. Uh, Chris Weidman versus Omari Akhmedov. Weidman has lost six out of seven, has been stopped in six out of seven. Omari has won six out of seven. Granted, he's beaten guys not at the same level as guys Wyman's fighting. But Wyman says he needs a win. All he's got to do is win. McCorkle, who wins this fight? I mean, I'm going to uh, go with Omari strictly because I've lost on Wyman probably five of those six he's lost. You know, I've been on him to win. <laughs> so that's your reason. He burns me every time. Every fight he burns me. But I think Chris is a really nice guy, man. I met him back probably 2011. Really one of the coolest dudes, nicest dudes ever, man. But I just don't think he wants it anymore. Like, I mean, I think it's been a while since he, you know, when he was getting ready to fight Anderson Silva, that's all I think, like, it was his life. All he could talk about, all he could do. And then sometimes you get married, have kids, man, and get a little money, and um, and it just, like, the, the desire fades. It's hard. You know that old saying, it's hard to get up at 6 a.m. to train when you're sleeping in silk sheets, you know, or um, – I was gonna make a Brady Shop joke there, but I it threw me off. Mid, no, uh, no, like mid like uh, like uh, Sinbad said, you're funniest when you're on the bus. Yeah, that yeah, was, that's uh, the truth, man. It's uh, when you're struggling and need to make it. It's a whole different, uh, whole different world than when you, uh, you know, when you have options. That's why, you know, I mean, I don't know. I've always thought. I mean, some guys. I mean, even look at Connor. You know, like Connor's faded a little bit, and I think if he, if he needed, if he didn't have the, um, the money he's got, if he hadn't fought Floyd, you know, if he hadn't made the big money make, like it's uh. There's a difference between have to and want to, you know, and like have to a lot of times can push you a lot, a lot further than just wanting something. So, but I, I think Wyman, I mean, Wyman's probably made enough he could retire, I would guess, at this point, uh, pretty comfortably. And I just think uh, he's just looked bad, man, his last several, like just 
I think his athleticism's still there. I just don't think the, I don't know, whatever it is, the, the, the desire or whatever, I just don't think is there. His chin, though, too. Dominic Reyes just tapped him. Yeah. He just kind of went down. Yeah. Uh, In fairness, he's fought some tough guys, though, too. I mean, that to me, he's fought a really, you know, string of tough dudes. So that is, uh, in fairness to him. But it's, uh, I mean, at one, one point, he was a world beater, man. Like, he was, uh, you know, looked amazing. So, Shane? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go against the grain. I'm going with Weidman. I think because he does have that fire in his ass. And, and that, that sounds weird. I shouldn't have said that. That sounds <laughs> Fire in his ass. He has that fire in his stomach, whatever the fuck. He, um, wherever the fire is. <laughs> wherever fire goes, that's what he has. I think that he knows this is it. And I think that that's going to make him step up. And I think he's going to go back to his basics. If he goes back to his basics and he goes back to the old Chris Weidman, I think that he can do it. And even though he looked horrible, I know you, you're right, man. He did look horrible. But I think that this is that one of those fights where it's like, I got – this is it. I got – I got it. Because there's a guy almost, I think, where too much talent can curse you. I remember Tom Ryan being his wrestling coach. He, uh, he was a guy – I went to his wrestling camp. I had him on. He's an Ohio State coach. And I go, you know, he was a four-time All-American in, in uh, college. I think he actually placed top four. And I go, how come he never won the Nationals? And Tom Ryan told me he didn't work that hard. Like, if you could, like, become, take fourth in the country in college wrestling and not work that hard, you are beyond talented. I mean yeah. – that's that's crazy. That's I'll tell you. I'll tell you who was like that. Dave Herman, if you remember him, he fought in the UFC a couple times. Dave Herman, I heard, and I don't know if it's true or not. I heard he was his freshman year at IU down in Indiana. He was throwing around the heavyweight wrestlers. He had wrestled in high school, but didn't take it serious. One of the most athletic dudes you've ever seen at six four, two hundred sixty pounds. You know, but they said uh, he told the coach he would wrestle, but he didn't want to practice. You know, and so they said he barely came to practice, barely did anything, and still finished. Like I think at one point was seventh in the country his senior year without ever going to practice, without ever doing anything. And I talked to him one time. He was training with us because he's part of our fight team because uh, he was only from – he's from a town like an hour north of Indianapolis uh, where I'm from. And I told him – I said, Dave, and this is when I was like – this is before I was in the UFC, but I was like 31 maybe, and he's like 22 or 21. And I told him, I said, Dave, listen, you got a rare opportunity, man. Like I said, listen to somebody who used to be young and athletic. And this is before I ever knew I would fight in the UFC. I was just taking jiu-jitsu for fun at that point. And I said, like, I wasted my natural athletic ability, my size. I said, people ask me every day, did you play in the NFL? Did you do the WWE anything? I'd be like, no, I just started a business. Like, I felt like I, you know, wasted. I played basketball in college, but that was it. And um, I, I would say that to him. And I'm talking to Dave Herman for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, time to give him the big brother talk, man. Don't waste it because one day you're going to wake up and be 40 and you're going to be looking back thinking, you know, why Why I do this? Why didn't I do that? And I swear to God, Herman tells me, man, listen, if somebody got me a UFC fight, I would I put in a solid two weeks. I swear to God, I'd, I'd train solid for two weeks. He goes, uh, but until then, I mean, I'm 16 and 0. What's the point? You know, like he's fighting, oh, or man. at that point, he's like 12 and 12 and 0. No one can hang with me. What's the point? You know. And I was like, uh, all right, never mind, man. I was like, never mind. I mean, he could have played in the NFL, never played football before. He could have done anything. Just rippled muscle, real athletic, 21 year old kid. Um, I saw him in a jujitsu contest or jujitsu uh, tournament one time. The guy gets him in a single leg. He backflips out of it and uh gets out of it with a backflip and i told him after some i didn't know you could do a backflip he said neither did i like you're dead serious like he didn't <laughs> had never done it before he just decided to try and backflip out of a single leg you know and then like it worked a complete beautiful backflip landed on his feet so it was like wow. um like he just was that athletic man but yeah he uh, now he uh, now he gets he intentionally tries to bait the cops and pull him over and then films altercations there's one on youtube where he got tased and he kept saying 
<laughs> he kept telling me, he kept telling the cops, he kept telling the cops, what am I, I don't know that you're actually a police officer when there's like four cars there with their lights on. I, identify yourself, like trying to get, I think he's trying to get a settlement. I don't know, I don't know what's going on. What's I got harassed by the police last night. That was fun. So. You got arrested last night? No, I got harassed. I was uh, just out, man, I couldn't sleep last night. So I got up and I live in a decent neighborhood. I got up walking around um, just for exercise. I had my headphones on, had like a tank top and shorts on. And I'm walking and this, I see this cop start following me. Um, he stalks me for probably 25 minutes and I'm just like, dude, just, I mean, pull over and ask me if you want to, you know, like know something, you don't stalk me like I'm a wild animal or something, you know? And he pulled up and asked me if I lived in that neighborhood. I said, yeah, just right over here. I was almost back to my house at that point. So I just asked me a bunch of questions, asked me if I'd been in a car wreck. And the funny thing was while I'm sitting there, I start having a muscle cramp, like a Charlie horse, really bad in my leg, man, like really bad. So I keep making like sudden jerky movements, you know what I mean? Like I was like, ah, ah like that or whatever. He's like, are you on something? And I'm like, no, because I got a muscle cramp real bad. I said, sorry. But I really was afraid he was going to shoot me or something, man. He was acting weird. But they, this town I live in, man, they, uh, my cousin used to be like a police captain down here, you know, or whatever. And like, but that he's not anymore and it doesn't help like to say my name. I would think like being a former UFC fighter or never being charged with a crime your whole life or being white, like I would think at least that, like, um, that was a good joke, but um, no, I was thinking like, <laughs> welcome like, to uh, my world. I, 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 over I said, like, no, no, it'll be white privilege. I don't know what you thought you saw, but you know, white, yeah. white dude here, you know, whatever. But um, no, it's uh, yeah, he, he, I've been stopped probably five times in the past six months by police in this town. Oh, question, oh, want to see my ID? Motherfucker. <laughs> I got yeah, stopped. I got stopped walking from the living room to the kitchen. Dude, that's he, got, he got stopped doing a podcast six times. Uh, yeah, just out of what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so finally, we, finally, I saw Shane, <laughs> Shane went to get his headphones like this, like a minute ago in his living room. Wait We're just on the fucking podcast. Chill. No, I, no, but it's funny that you say that, man, because I literally, it was like maybe a month ago, I got, I got pulled over, but I was so, it was so funny. I was like, I was like, hey, man. You know, I'm just going to store it. And I was real nice. And I tried to be real nice because I thought this could go really left. And the guy was actually nice. I said, yeah. I said, you're one out of about a hundred. Right. You know, it's funny, Matt. We were talking and we were arguing the other day about everything. And you were saying burn down the whole country and whatnot. Um, but no, I was uh, I was, uh, I was thinking about it. I was thinking afterward, why am I so pro-police? Because I've had probably 20 experiences with cops and never a positive one. Like ever. Never. I thought... Every time I've been pulled over, the guy was a dick to me. Every time I've been nice and been like, I'll just joke with a cop in line at the gas station to be like, you know, just make a joke or whatever. They give me a dirty look, you know, whatever. I'm like, do I look like a criminal? Like, it's a, is it because I'm not wearing a mask and I'm coughing in your face? What's wrong? Like, I don't, you know, I don't know. But uh, so finally, Wean Dog, Weidman or Omari, who wins? I am going to side with Shang on this one. I'm going to pick Chris Weidman to win via decision. The reason is because Akhmedov, um, a lot of his fights, especially his past, like, eight fights have all been decision. And, you know, he's not, like, this vicious striker like everybody who Chris has been fighting recently. Like, look at everybody who Chris has fought. Dominic Reyes, you know, Gegard Mousasi, Yoel Romero, Luke Rockwell. These guys are savage strikers. And I think, like, a hard, grinding wrestling match is what Chris needs right now. And I think he can pull off this decision win. Me so. and Ween are on the same page, brother! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we'll see. I'm, I'm picking Chris because I'm like I, I like know him. Well, listen, guys, this is uh this is our <laughs> podcast. That's the reason you're picking. <laughs> if I if I bet I on fights on knowing people, I'd be in bad. Uh, bad I don't want him to get mad at me. I, like <laughs> I don't you know, know what I used to do. You know, what I used to do anytime Brendan Schaub would fight or Travis Brown, 
I would bet like $500 on them. That way, if they lost, I could still crack up and like hope they lose. But if they won, I made $500, you know what I mean? So it'd be like <laughs> I, couldn't, I, I couldn't lose either way. So, so you lost every time. Listen, uh, yeah, thank you guys. <laughs> so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much for watching the podcast. You guys are awesome. Sean, take care. Shang, take care. All right, buddy. Take care. 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 Take